Howdy, everyone. Ruben here once again with Ruben Uncut. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. There's a part of me that's fighting to edit that burp out, and another part of me that's fighting to keep it in. You'll find out when you listen to the episode. But anyway, it's like I was saying, welcome to the show. I'm Ruben. Today, I'm going to be giving out a spicy hot take. <clears throat> There's definitely some people who are going to be unhappy with what I say, uh, especially on the left. And I say that as someone who is firmly planted in the left. But today's topic is boycotts. And the fact that they uh, frequently don't work. <clears throat> now I know, I know what you're saying. Ruben, how could you say such a pro-capitalist thing as boycotts don't work? Well, hold on. Let's calm down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it. Now, I've been thinking about boycotts for a couple of reasons. Per on a personal level, I'm part of the I'm part of the Snyder fan base in DC Comics, which means that I'm constantly having to listen to idiots talk about boycotting the next DC movies until they give us what we want. Even though you know some of the things that some of the people want in the Snyderverse fandom is pretty unrealistic. <clears throat> Would we all love to see how? Zack Snyder's Justice League would have finished out now that we've seen his cut of the movie. I mean, absolutely, we would. Absolutely. But boycotting a company because they're not making the product that you want is not a great strategy. At the end of the day, and this is, this is important, at the end of the day, Warner Brothers cannot measure the people who don't go to see their movies. We can only measure <clears throat> the people that do. Now, this is a point that I'm going to be coming back to a lot. There's also some other compl complex elements to it, like technically they could accidentally, DC fans could also accidentally destroy the value of the DC Universe IP if they boycott it too much. And also no one in that fandom agrees on which movies are okay to watch or not watch anyways and we already saw how them failing to support black adam basically blew up the return of henry cavill all over their faces our faces i saw black adam though so it's not really on my face i'm just sitting here going come on guys you really want it henry cavill's return would have needed to make the movie a hit okay it needed to. If you wanted Henry to stay, you had to go see that movie. And if you didn't, well, you're the reason he's not Superman. Because that whole thing was The Rock doing a power move to try and gain more influence in the DC universe so that he could get more work for his own studio. In fact, arguably, the entire movie is that. And by us not supporting his, his bid, well, you know, we don't get Henry Cavill back. Congratulations, guys. But anyways, the much bigger boycott that just occurred is the boycott of Hogwarts Legacy by the 
LGBTQIA community and their allies. Now, I want to be upfront about something here real quick. I want it to be fully understand that I support that boycott. I'm going to have a lot of criticism that I'm about to say about boycotts, but I want you to understand on a moral level, on like a moral level, I kind of agree with that boycott. I kind of do. You know, fu- I mean, just it's fuck J.K. Rowling, okay? It's, it's not that the game doesn't deserve to be boycotted. I would argue that it does deserve to be boycotted. The problem is more that the boycott became part of a larger political movement. And that's putting a lot of eggs in one basket. One very statistically unlikely to succeed basket. What am I referring to? Okay, so here's the fact of the matter. People boycott things all the time. Like, all the time. And the fact of the matter is, is that most boycotts don't do shit. In fact, the Christian right attempts to boycott things all the time. And those people have fucking money. Gillette razors still exist, despite the right claiming that they were going to boycott it over, over their ads, make, bringing up toxic masculinity. Boycott didn't work. In fact, conservative Christians boycott things all the time. But, you know, despite their boycotts, we all still know who Elvis and the Beatles are. Do you see where I'm going with this? Not only wrong, boycotts have succeeded. There have been boycotts that worked. The problem is that the... Well, first of all, it's easier to boycott commodities. Why is it easier to boycott commodities? Well, because commodities are required to be... Commodities are things you need, okay? Everybody needs food. Everyone who has a baby needs baby formula. If a bunch of moms in, well, no, I mean, there's breastfeeding moms is also, you know what? Baby formula is a bad example. Fuck baby formula. Except for, you know, some people need it. But the point is, is that everybody needs food. And the market supplies numerous different brands of food. So it's easy for everyone to suddenly be like, oh, hey, this company's milk is unethically sourced. We should all buy a different milk. And then they all go, then everyone in the boycott buys a different brand of milk. And this is an easily measurable thing for corporations. They can look and say, ah, oh, we lost a percentage of our market to all the other milk companies. Oh no, I guess we better start ethically sourcing that milk. Now, to be fair, people rarely put food companies under pressure for some unknown reason we are just so fucking dependent on those bastards that no one put we don't really put much of a fight to them i mean after all uh you're not boycotting nesquik right now right you you know nesquik is made of slavery child slavery did you you know that Or, or but yeah where's the nesquik boycott and in fact actually why aren't we boycotting all chocolate oh right people love fucking chocolate there, despite the fact that uh, some chocolate, 
on the scale of does a chocolate company use slavery to produce their chocolate is basically measurable in uh we don't know and definitely for sure and the most ethical option is oh we don't know if this chocolate contains slavery produced chocolate it's kind of a problem even fair trade chocolate which is your best bet at getting slave free chocolate could potentially have been sourced from a factory where, you know, the factory's fucking lying about it, which is a thing that happens. Some people, some people working in chocolate farms have brought up the fact that sometimes uh, when the inspectors are coming to ensure that everything is fair trade, they'll just make it all look like it's not slavery. Now, to be fair, there are. There are many fair trade companies that probably are using ethically sourced fair trade chocolate. I'm not trying to make you doubt fair trade. In fact, fair trade, if you want to buy ethically sourced chocolate, still your best bet. Still your best bet. But like major companies like Hershey have had to get up in front of people and say, we don't actually know if slaves produce our chocolate. We have no idea. And Nestle, well, we know Nestle does. Because Nestle, they don't give a fuck. So back to the Harry Potter thing. So like I said, on a moral level, I 100% support this boycott. Fuck that game. Fuck that game. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck Warner Brothers for not severing, for not trying to figure out, for not successfully finding a way to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling's despite all their numerous claims at being more transparent and more and more inclusive and fuck JK Rawlings for, you know, not shutting the fuck up. Okay. Okay. JK, look, you're entitled to your opinion or whatever JK, but you know, <clears throat> when you start writing books that are clearly you just taking pot shots at everyone who could possibly Po anyone who possibly criticize you or is possibly criticizing you, you know, that's, you know, that makes you look like a piece of shit. Okay. That's not a thing. Normal, well-adjusted people do. That's something vindictive people do. A mature response is, you know, to be like, Hey, my opinion is different than everyone else's. I'm going to keep my opinions. You can keep your opinions. And then you just fuck off. You know, that's the mature response. That's how adults handle having different opinions from other opinion from other from other people. Now, I personally find your opinions to be degrading and dehumanizing and deeply problematic. But I could at least give you points if, you know, you just stop making a big deal about it and stop drawing attention to yourself like a attention seeking child. Oh, here's my murder mystery. That, that's all about my point that men just want to get into, into women's restrooms to rape them. Here's my oh, and then now here's my book about cancel culture and how cancel culture is dangerous. Oh man, cancel culture is dangerous. More dangerous than spreading the idea that trans people are just men who want to rape women by using dresses to get into their bathrooms. Oh man, is is that more dangerous than that? Propaganda against trans people seems a hell of a lot more dangerous to me, J.K. And also, like. Like, listen, bitch, 
the truth about bathroom. The, okay, the truth about bathrooms, J.K. is like, let's actually examine this. Okay, what, what's up with the bathroom? Okay, like first of all, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the thing that makes a bathroom generally safe is the fact that it's a transitory. It, it's a transitory space. Everyone is transitioning through it. In fact, lots of people can transition through it. So it's actually not a great place to sexually assault people because a, a rapist's first goal is to isolate a victim. And a bathroom where people can come in and out of it at any time, it's not a place where you would isolate a victim. If you were going to use a bathroom, you'd have to choose a bathroom that doesn't have constant traffic for some reason. It's I like... If you're writing a mystery novel, you, you would think that you would try and think through the process of a criminal for their story, but apparently not. But here's the other thing. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's literally nothing preventing a man dressed like a man from entering the women's restroom. And I know this because at several points in my life, I have accidentally walked into the wrong restroom, looked around and went, oh, there's no urinals. Oops. And then slowly slid back out of them. Okay. Okay. That's like I there's not like a force field that says not wearing a dress. Boom. You can, sorry, you can't enter. You're not wearing a dress. And like what do you it's it the whole thing is just stupid propaganda, JK. And you should be ashamed you wrote that fucking book. You should be ashamed. Ashamed. That's just blatant patriarchy. You're just building a straw man in a fictional universe. You should be ashamed. Of course, the problem, and I'm going to address this in a moment, is that you have no shame. You have no shame. So why didn't the boycott work? Why didn't we successfully stop Harry Potter, I mean, Hogwarts legacy from selling over half a million copies and breaking its a record that apparently was previously set by Elden Ring only a few months prior. Well, because targeting a entertainment source of entertainment is tricky to begin with thing problem number one uh, we're gonna okay the problem is demographics okay and i don't mean like oh the black gamers and the trans gamers well a little bit a little bit the trans gamers but we'll get into that so the problem is the demographics of selling the game so over here we're gonna in category a we have gamers who are trans or trans allies in this category, people who people who support trans rights and play video games. This is category A. Then we got category B, which are fence sitters and ignorant idiots who have net who don't want to get involved, who don't want to learn or understand the problems facing trans human beings in our society today. This is like, you know, this is the general population of unpolitical dumbasses. 
Now, now, in fairness to these people, it's, it's most of them, it's not their fault, okay? Mostly it's not their fault that they're dumbasses, okay? They're just over here trying to live their lives, and they are just, no one has informed them properly in any way. Or they've just been deliberately ignoring people trying to inform them because it just seems so touchy and people get angry about it. So they're just shielding themselves in this area of this bubble of ignorance. And they're and we'll say that they are also gamers. Now we got category C over here. Okay, and this is assholes who are gamers. These are people who are gamers who who don't like the LGBTQI plus community, maybe even specifically the trans community. And these gamers uh they're assholes. They're, they're assholes. Okay. That's, that's the problem. They're bad. These people suck. And some of them might have like, and some of them to be fair, might have some, uh, have some intersectional reasons why they suck so bad. But, uh, but the, but that's not really important to what I'm trying to illustrate here, but these people are over here, the category C, People who suck. All right. And then we have category D. Now, category D is people who are, who are trans or trans allies who don't play video games and probably don't even care. And then we have group E, and it's just everybody who doesn't play video games and some of these people are non-political fence-sitting dumbasses and some of them are assholes some of those dumbasses can be well-meaning by the way that's the tricky thing that's the tricky thing they just don't they just don't know shit so now we have these categories now the majority of category a trans and trans allies are already not gonna buy the game People like us have already been like, nah, fuck that noise. I'm outie. I don't want to deal with, tr I don't want to give her any money. I don't want to support her products in any way that could move forward. Forget it. I'm done. I'm out. No one, the, the percentage of people in this category who were going to buy that game is next to nothing. It's going to be literally people whose emotional attachment to Harry Potter is so strong that they cannot, they cannot begin to see the problem with supporting it. It's, they just they need Harry Potter that much. And this is going to be a very small minority of Group A. Are, they tr are these people convincible? Maybe. Could they pirate the game? I don't know. Maybe. Actually, a mass pirating might have been a good option. No, no, I don't want to get into that. I don't know. I don't know enough about economics to know if that would, would have actually been more effective. All right. So everyone in group A here, they weren't going to buy the game anyways. They were already done. They're off playing other games. We're all playing other games. They just dropped Metroid Prime Remaster on Switch. Everyone in column A should probably be playing that instead. Then we got category B. I hope I'm not messing up these letters because I didn't write it down. But call it got category B over here, which is just all the people, like I said, 
who don't know shit about politics. Now, this is an important, this is an important category. It's an important category because everyone in this category are the people that you have to convince to care. The people who don't know shit, which is a tough group. Then over here, we got the assholes in category C. It would be nice if we could convince these people. And you know what? I'm an optimist in many ways. Some of these people might be savable, might be able to see the, the error of their ways. However, for the most part, these people are assholes. And they are going to buy the game. These people don't give a fuck. Most of the people buying the game are going to be in categories C and B. Dumbass fence sitters and assholes. And that's kind of a problem. Because dumbass fence sitters is definitely the largest population. And then you got your assholes. We don't know exactly what the percentage of people that bought the game are genuine assholes who have spiteful, hateful beliefs. But it's worth noting that everyone from category B who also bought the game is basically shielding these people by un unintentionally. And that's that's angering. But you have to understand they're not doing it intentionally. So coming at them real hard and be and trying to shame them runs the risk of potentially pushing them from category B into category C of being assholes. And that is a serious concern that because. Because the thing is, is everyone in the cat, the asshole category is constantly sitting over here waiting to radicalize people from category B, the fence sitters. That's who they're trying to bring over. And it's who we need to bring over as well. We're going to come back to this in a minute. Because the real problem here, the real problem with the boycott of something like a video game or a movie breaks down when we move past these first three categories and back over into category E, which is people who don't play video games. Now, this is a very problematic category for a couple key reasons. Because in this category, we have the fence sitters who don't play video games, who at least, you know, they're not going to buy the game. They're fence sitters. They have no real opinion. They're not going to get involved in any of this. And they don't play video games, so they have no horse in this race. So we can actually just forget about the fence sitters who are in Category E. Because Category E's big problems are actually the inversion of power when it comes to the assholes and the allies slash trans people who don't play video games. And it's how can these people participate in the boycott and the problem is is that everyone who's in this category who are trans or allies who don't give a god dang about video games cannot reasonably participate why i mean yeah you can say well they could do a hashtag or they could talk to their friends who do play video games and yeah they could do that but the, ultimately, at the end of the day, Warner Brothers doesn't care about hashtags. After Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, they just started blocking people who use the hashtags. 
Warner Brothers didn't give a shit about those hashtags. And only AT&T gave a shit about those hashtags because AT&T isn't a movie company. But the problem is that ultimately we can make as many hashtags as we want. If the game is still profitable, the the boycott has failed. And this becomes a serious problem with category E here of the people who don't play video games. Now, I don't know how many Americans play video games, and I don't know how many don't. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's Google it. Today, 66% of Americans, more than 215 million people of all ages and backgrounds, play video games. Okay, big surprise, but that's kind of good news. Big surprise, we're actually the majority. However, that means there's still a third of Americans who don't. That's a straight-up third of Americans. That's over 100 million people who don't play video games. And those people can't participate in a meaningful way with the boycott. And if you want mass systemic change in society, this is a too large a number of people to not be able to involve especially when you consider how many people in the fifth sitting section aren't doing anything one way or the other. Now we come to the inversion of power problem that comes from this category of people. And also, I mean, this is also an international release game, so I guess I should have looked up how many people in the world or America and Europe. What countries is this being released? I don't care. Let's move, let's move forward this from an American perspective. So we have this third of Americans over here who don't play video games. Now, there can be people in this category who are trans or trans allies who really want to support the boycott. And and they can do things like hashtags and talking to people or making a, or doing what I'm doing right now. Making a podcast about it or something. And they can do that. And that's cool. However, and this is the big problem. The assholes in this category can directly affect the boycotts. You see, because for the boycott to fail, all assholes have to do is spend $60. If the assholes spend $60, they can buy that game and suddenly they're fighting trans ideology in their head reactionaries can spike by and we can't do the opposite of that because we're trying to prove a negative reactionaries can go out buy the game put it in a drawer and forget about it and they've already contributed to fighting the boycott in fact the only thing we there's no way for us to know if this has happened But the fact of the matter is, is this is a fundamental flaw in the design of a boycott that focuses on something like video games or even movies for that matter. Because you also have to take into account (laughs) that technically group A of the of trans and, and and ally people who do play video games, we already weren't planning to buy it. 
So in other words, our functional ability to infect the boycott is also almost none. We are technically only accidentally participating in the boycott because we personally have already given up on the franchise. Therefore, we essentially create a boycott that we are already kind of sort of participating in, but in a weird way also means we can't have more impact. All we can ever do is try to spread the boycott. And this is tricky because converting people to your side is a PR battle. And PR battles are hard. In fact, PR battles are very difficult, especially when, once again, we're the ones trying to prove the negative. It's easy to get someone to buy something because you can sell them on it. You can use sales. You can pitch it. You can talk it up. You can trick. You can say all the good things about it. And the fact of the matter is, is that people like that. People are drawn to a certain amount of positivity. Most people would rather gauge in an, a positive experience with a stranger than a negative one. So in order to get a boycott like this to work, the only thing you can do is try and convert the fence sitters, the people who don't know any better. And now I've already made a mistake. I call them dumbasses. And I, I mean, I stand by that statement. But those people have already stopped listening to me because I did that. You see where I'm going with this? The reality of the matter is, is that these annoying middle ground motherfuckers whose centrism enables so much right wing chicanery in this friggin country are the people you need to pull over. You need to convert these people. That's that's the only thing you can do to make your boycott work. And the problem is. Is that in our support for the trans community, and actually the Jewish community in this situation. I Oh man, I've totally been forgetting to talk about the Jewish thing in this situation. Because <laughs> there is a Jewish thing in this situation. Uh, in the fact that if you're not familiar with Harry Potter, a big deal of Harry Potter is that the goblins who run the banks, I'm not making that up, a lot of people have started to say, hey, these goblins seem like there's a lot of comparisons to negative Jewish stereotypes. Any, anybody else feeling that? Side note, this is a spoiler for the game, which you shouldn't play. Uh, but in, in the storyline, the, the goblins are actually being framed by another evil wizard, which, which like, on a certain level, people might be like, but that means it's not a it's not a it's not a JQ thing. But at the same time, like the idea that the goblins have been framed for doing something terrible, it just makes them more of a Jewish analog. Because that's like. It's it's just more they don't it's it doesn't help because it just makes them more relatable to Jewish things.
because the Jews have been framed before. So, you know, that's pretty bad. Fucking JK Rowling. It, it feels it, it, it feels anti-Semitic, JK. It just does. It just does. And you, you need to admit it that it feels anti-Semitic because it is. It's either that or it's a hilarious accident in your part that you should have thought harder about. Maybe not make one race run the wizard's <laughs> banks, you know? Ugh. All right, where was I? Shit, I got totally sidetracked there. The point is, there's a lot of... The point of that is there's a lot of good reasons to not buy this fucking game. But... The problem is the boycotts frequently don't work. And the only way to get a boycott like this to work is to pull over as many normies, we'll just call them that, I guess, as you freaking can. However, and this is where I'm going to lose some leftists if I haven't lost them already. The problem here is some of the tactics that are being used to try and convert these people are not good. Not good tactics. What am I referring to? I'm referring to shaming people. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's never a reason to shame people. I think we should shame. I'm totally okay with shaming J.K. Rowling, uh, especially since she wrote those fucking mystery books. I have no sympathy for her. Just gross. You're a gross person. You, you're just a spiteful, hateful, gross person at this point. Goddamn turfs. <sighs> However, the goal in a situation where the goal is to convert normies, shaming them is not an effective tool because shaming only works on people who are little bitches. I mean, if you in terms of getting them to go along with you, if you want to if you convert a person because they were shamed into it, this unfortunately is called compliance. And so the difference between compliance and submission, as defined by psychologist uh, William Marster, Marston, the guy who created Wonder Woman. The difference is, is that submission is a choice and compliance is when you don't have a choice. Shame works because it makes people feel bad about the actions that they've done. And so they try to alleviate that shame by complying with the standards. This, is, however, is problematic because that is a weak conversion. You want people to choose to be on our side, and that's a hard sell. Because we're the team handing out the negativity. We're the team that has a problem. People hate problems. So if people come over to our side, the thinking is, oh, well, then I'll have a problem. But we're not going to be able to shame these people for a couple of different reasons. One... Assholes can't be shamed. The assholes cannot be shamed. They are assholes because they have a lack of shame. They will do shameless things. They don't care. Shaming and harassing them online is a moot point. And many of these people are big enough sociopaths to know that they can use attacks against them to paint negative pictures of their enemies. So there's that. Then you have all the people in the middle where, and this is a problem 
I frequently find that there's a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, man, I stopped being, I thought I had to leave the left because left people are mean. And so I, so I became a, so I'm over here on the right where I'm an independent because, because left wing people are just mean. And okay, I'm just going to say this. That person is dumb. That person has no, like, they, they don't have, they don't know how to form they don't know how to form a real political opinion, okay? Because you can't base your political opinions off of whether or not people are mean or nice to you. Because people are frequently nice to you who just want something from you, okay? Like, you have you ever met a used car salesman who was mean? You probably haven't. Because they're selling you something. There's not someone on on your other shoulder going, but yeah, that car's got a lot of problems, man. And see, that's the issue. Is that we're the people who are on the side going, yeah, that car's got a lot of problems, man. And this guy over here with a friendly smile is like, man, that guy telling you this car sucks is so mean, don't you think? Ugh. You should come over here and have fun with us on the stream. We're going to play this Harry Potter game. It'll be fun. Because fun sells better than problems. And that sucks. And what really sucks is that the only real recourse for converting these people in the middle is a lot of painful, tedious education. It means having to make lots of inroads and have lots of conversations with people who don't necessarily know how to have those conversations. And that's a lot for some people, and some people aren't going to feel up to it. And that's totally fine. Not everyone is built to convert the normies. However, harassing normies and normie streamers isn't going to convert them. In fact, it makes them more vulnerable to being radicalized by the assholes. Because assholes are pretty good at pretending to be nice, tolerant people long enough to get you to buy a lemon of a car or video game. So why did the Harry Potter boycott fail? Well, I, in all honesty, it, it could have failed for any number of reasons, which is the other problem with boycotts, that boycotts are us dealing with micro and macroeconomics and micro and macroeconomics are unfortunately, no matter what any conservative person may have told you, not science, not science at all. And markets, <laughs> not science either. I'm going to encourage you not to play or buy this game. Okay. The game is bad news it's connected to bad shit now the problem is is that it also doesn't really matter at this point warner brothers has already made a big enough splash and they're probably on their way to turning a profit now to be fair i actually to be fair i can't verify that without knowing the budget for the game but everyone is hyping it like it's done well and it's breaking records and that's that sucks And the fact of the matter is, is that we set ourselves. 
It's a boycott. The problem, I mean, I've already explained all the problems with the boycotts. I'm just trying to summarize here. At the end of the day, it's a boycott. It was a boycott where we couldn't, there were too many people who couldn't participate in it in a meaningful, effective way. Because at the end of the day, the only people who mattered ever in this boycott is changing the minds of people who were going to buy it. If you weren't already going to buy it, you can't effectively be the, you're not, you're, you're, your boycott is invisible. They can't measure that. They can only measure how many people bought it. Because the problem is, is that as a form of protest, non-participation is invisible. Non-participation requires the amount of non-participation, active non-participation, to be at a level where it is unignorable. Every year, half, every, sorry, every election, half of Americans don't vote. And the people who don't vote, who are politically minded, will continuously be like, I'm doing a protest of not voting. I'm not voting, and this is my protest. But the thing is, is that half of Americans who can vote still voting is more than enough people voting to maintain and justify the system. For non-participation to work, it would have to drop to a number of participants so low that it would be a statement on America's attitude towards voting as a whole. And unfortunately, this also works for sales, except that sales is even worse because there's no, we don't have a registry of everyone who could possibly have bought the game. Or at least video game companies don't publicly have a registry of that. You can technically register as an owner of a game. But once again, oh, what am I saying? Video game companies are probably stealing all of our data. They probably know exactly who could have and didn't, couldn't have bought the game. Well, I couldn't. I don't own any of the new systems. Okay, that's another thing. Anyone who... Anyone... Who wants to support anyone who doesn't own the right systems to play the games can't buy the game either. I forgot to factor that in. A whole other group of people who can't participate in the boycott. Because the reality is when it comes to a boycott, the number of people who actually don't buy the thing will always be infinitely more meaningful to the companies you're boycotting than the number of people who shared a hashtag on Twitter or made their opinions known. Everyone has an opinion. Opinions are like elbows. Almost everyone has them and some people can lick them. That was a non sequitur, moving along. Oh, okay, so I've ranted about this a lot and I, I, I wanna be clear about some things. Um, I'm specifically talking about this only from like, theorization on marketing and uh, and boycotts in general this is not meant i am not in a position to be out here 
giving real criticism to the trans community. I just want to point that out. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying that everyone, and this goes out to, to the uh, LGBTQI plus community. And you know what? This also goes out to the Snyderverse community. Guys. Boycotts are impossible to measure successfully, which is why they are tricky, unwieldy form of political action. I'm not saying we should never boycott things. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have boycotted this game. But we might have wanted to boycott it a little bit quieter. And we might not have wanted to attach... You might not want to have attached it to the larger political movement. That probably not a good move. The game is reprehensible. And like I said, morally, 100% support of boycotting it. I'm just saying, this didn't go well. And there's a lot of reasons why we could have guessed it wasn't going to go well. Mainly because the majority of boycotts don't go anywhere at all. Now, in fairness, if the boycott had succeeded, I wouldn't be making this podcast. We'd all be sitting around going, yeah, up yours, JK. Up yours. Honestly, at this point, the best case scenario is that the Harry Potter IP just slowly dwindles over time. And hopefully reactionaries don't swing in to support it. Which actually is the real danger, is the reactionaries realizing it's so easy for reactionaries to offset boycotts, is what I'm saying. So, I don't know. They had... There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to do it. There has to be a better way to convert people than shaming or insulting them or harassing them or sending death threats to people for doing streams of Harry Potter game. Which, don't get me wrong, once again, I don't morally condone them playing the game on their streams and thereby giving it free advertising. I don't condone that. But I also can't condone harassment. Harassment feels good in the moment. But in the end, it just, in the end, it doesn't help your own cause. And I'm saying, honestly, I'm saying that as I'm saying that to everyone on the internet, to be honest, because let's be real, everyone on the internet be doing that shit. Just ridiculous. Don't harass people. Don't send death threats. I'm not saying don't make your opinion known. But there is a line between making your opinion known and harassing people. Just saying. All right, I've exhausted myself, and I'm hoping I don't lose any of my friends for, for saying these things about this situation. I love you all. Even you dumbasses who need to wake up when, and realize that Harry Potter is dead. Thank you for listening. If I said anything stupid, please feel free to email me at rubenuncut at gmail.com or go to Anchor and 
or go to Anchor and leave me a voicemail if you want to get real vitriolic about it. If you're uh, a trans person who would like to come on and correct me on anything that I've said today, I would love to have you. I would not plan on being confrontational with you at all. Uh, I am a person who's always eager to learn. And uh, yeah, please also, uh, please also go uh, support this podcast in any way that you can. You can go to my anchor and actually you can uh, can donate to to my podcast if you want. You can also uh, like and subscribe wherever you are in any podcast uh, distributor that you're getting my podcast from. And uh, also, please uh, go check out my new YouTube channel where I'm slowly uploading these posts. I've really got to pick up the speed on that. There's so much more to upload. Uh, But yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. And, you know, don't don't buy anti-Semitic transphobic video games.